capital of the world. Bring your lunch. It's the T.C. Martin Show. With a flex of the muscles. Diagnosis. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Prognosis. So he does a lot of things out on the floor, including dunk. Osmosis. Wow, he can really bounce off the floor. It's the doctor. <laughs> Number two here on this Tuesday back after the Labor Day weekend. And don't forget, uh, special programming note, Thursday night is going to be the opening of the NFL football season. Chiefs Kingdom, that's happening. Hosting the Detroit Lions. Seems like a really strange opening, but hey, we're looking forward to it. So to commemorate that, we will be broadcasting the show live Thursday from the world-famous Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Friday, I will be on the road in Phoenix with the Aces, as the Aces will have their final regular season road game in Phoenix on Friday night. And uh, then we come back here on Saturday, and then the regular season finale on Sunday as the Aces will take on the Phoenix Mercury again and that game at T-Mobile Arena. So that's kind of cool. Um, that will be the Fan Appreciation Day. It's a 12 noon start on Sunday. So uh, get out T-Mobile Arena. Get your tickets at access.com. If you haven't seen the Aces, uh, you know, you're missing it. You know that. But a chance to go to T-Mobile and check out the Aces. It'll be the first time the Aces have played at T-Mobile Arena. So that's the schedule for the Aces on Friday and Sunday. And again, we'll be doing the show live at the Westgate, uh, kicking off our 2023 football season Thursday afternoon, 2 to 4 p.m. Is that your first time calling a game at T-Mobile as well? It will be. I, I know you've, been, you've called a bunch of the college games True. at DLC. And I did the and Aces uh, the first year at Thomas & Mack Center. Yeah, did that. That was the Hamby heave in the playoff game against Chicago. So yeah, it'll be my first time broadcasting a game at T-Mobile. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll, it'll be good, and uh, you know what that means? Good food choices. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You got the same spots, yeah. you know, in T-Mobile. Yeah. So. What I always like about that, like when we go to boxing or events, they give the food vouchers if you're or the media. So you get to use the food voucher anywhere at any of the spots, any of the spots, any of the restaurants. You know, you want to go to Shake Shack, go for it. You want your rolling smoke, Can go I make, for it. Make whatever. a suggestion for you. The what's the pink hot dog place? Pink's. What's, I love, what's the pink hot dog place? Pink's. Pink's yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Fuku Burger. You know, you always rave about that. That place is so damn good. It's good, huh? It's good. Fresh beef. But, you know, I'm not much for the whole um, so just Asian get, food. So get it. They got gringo style? You can get it white style. White, you know? white style. Is that what they call it? White no, style? No, no. It's, it's, like, it's like the cheeseburger. Like a lot of times I'll go like to a Mexican restaurant or something. They go, and a lot of Mexican restaurants won't have like lettuce and cheese on their tacos. Yeah. It'll, it'll be like only like cilantro or onions. And yeah. I'll go, gringo style. And they go, oh, gringo style. Yeah, cheese, cheese, yeah. cheese and uh, I mean, They've kind of got like if you order just a cheeseburger. But but then they're going to, they're not going to like that. They, they, they don't gonna, care. They don't care? They don't care. What's so good about Fuku Burger? Just try it. When you try it, what's so good about? It? I'm asking you. Get you the, like get it. the fries. So I'm going for the fries. No, no, everything is good. Everything their, their their meat is always fresh and juicy. They cut it or they you know it's cooked to does, order. Does it have soy sauce on it? No. Okay. Everything it, it's all normal. It's like what they put it on it is like the pickled. Uh, Oh, so you, you no, no, you lost me. But you can take you know all I feel that about pickles. Forget it. No, not pickled. Not pickles. Pickled. Yeah, pickled. Anything like, with a pickled has anything that's pickled in a jar or juice. You or can thing. have. You don't. You no. don't have to have that on there. Don't tell me I can have it my way. It's a different place. You can have it. You can have it your way. <laughs> and we can listen to Whoppers for ten and a half hours if you want. We're not because I will. We're not going to do that. All right, let's go to Chicago right now. Can we do that? Let's go to Chi Town. Let's go. Portillo's? Portillo's? Nate, what today? Tuesday? Oh, Froggy's isn't open. I don't know where our, where our next guest is at, but uh, he's in Chi-Town. 
The five-time NBA champ, three as a player, two as a coach, the big seven-footer, our guy, Big Bill Cartwright, was shaking in Chi-Town. Bob, there's mucho things going on, and the good thing for you is that I just had lunch and froggies. What? Um, very, very tasty. Ah, jealous. Jealous. Uh, I thought froggies was closed on Tuesday. Froggies was closed Sunday and Monday. Sunday and Monday they're closed. Okay, I got my days off. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. So, but uh, very, very tasty. And also, you know, the, the, the beauty part with them, um, opposite and Robert Dinsky was just having, is that there's always something green on the table or some carrots or something kind of healthy. You know, not that I don't appreciate a good, I don't know, hot dog. I don't really eat hot dogs. I eat Polish but, uh, you know, a good burger. But can there be something green on there so that at least I can justify uh, some element of help? Uh, let me tell you, uh, my friend, I, I didn't post it last night uh, because it gets kind of re- redundant with, with them. But uh, I went to our, our, our favorite steakhouse last night, and I had the green beans. I had the green beans last night. Wow. I, I get some credit for that. And, and I do like, you know, I could order, you know, anything off that menu. And a lot of times I'll go with the uh, the cream corn, but I say you know I I, I got to get the green beans, and uh, yeah. so yeah, and I'll uh, occasionally I'll, I'll I'll do a spinach, you know I, yeah. I I'm, yeah. I'm prone That's to my uh, my broccoli I, I I'm okay with, and you know what I've been eating a little bit more of believe it or not just because I go to a lot of steakhouses and, and they have it is the asparagus maybe not my favorite but I think I just rattled off four green things so. There you go. How, how about uh, how about a salute to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they, I, I think that we're going to have to have a coat signer for that check and make sure that's actually being consumed. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt it's on the plate. <laughs> I'm just kind of wondering is it being consumed? That's all. Well, I'm if I'm ordering it, it's being consumed. It's not like it's it comes with it, and then you 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 know like like they do like with nunchuck here. You know, oh, the pickle and this and that. When that pickle comes on the plate, it's it's going right in the garbage can. I mean, it's, I guess I'll flick it like 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 you used to do with the paper footballs. You know, boom. That 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 pickle's gone. Or I tell them, no pickles. But if I'm ordering the green beans, I'm ordering the asparagus, I'm ordering the spinach, I'm going to eat it because I'm ordering it. Wow. Wow. So if, if that was free asparagus, you wouldn't eat it. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. My because point is, my, my point is, no, I like those vegetables that I just rattled off to you, those greenies. I like those greenies. No, no pickles. I, I love no, pickles. I don't know. I don't understand the the pickle phenomenon. I don't understand it. I mean, pickles are amazing. Well, I take that back. Oh wait, wait. You know, I'm going to rescind this. I'm going to rescind this because when I was a kid, I used to eat the pick the sweet pickles straight out of the jar. I'm not a dill pickle guy, so I got to clarify. Sweet pickles, I'm down. Are you talking the bread and butter ones? No, not the bread and butter. The old, remember, Bill, we used to get those what Del Monte ones, those uh, sweet pickles, and they were jumbo ones out of the out of the glass jar back in sack. I used to eat yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, the sweet pickles. You know who does have uh, one hell of a good pickle? I do like a sweet pickle. Now that I think about it, it's been a while. Freddy's has amazing pickles on their bur- on their dogs, on their burgers, everything. Yeah, I know. That's not me though, or or that green relish. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next, you're gonna say you want ketchup on your bur- on, on your dog. No, you know I don't do that. No, it's sacrilegious. That doesn't happen. So, would you have a froggies? Would you have a froggies today? I know you had a salad, but I mean, give me some meat and potatoes. Well, it's not like I was living And also, this is going to hurt you a little bit because you didn't notice about me, but uh, I had a nice uh, a quiche. Ooh, a quiche? Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're so healthy. Did you always eat this healthy when you were playing? No, of course not. Of course not. All right. No. So, what would be like your go-to meal, like say after a game? Okay, you got done in the game. I mean, I'm sh- did did you did you grab a greasy spoon for the most part, or were you were you wine and dine in nice places? No, you know what? I'm a big sandwich guy. Uh, turkey, uh, tuna, ham, cheese. So I'm a big sandwich guy, and uh, of course, with that, of course, you got to throw in a couple pickles. <laughs> A uh, nice bag of chips, something to drink, I'm good to go. So that would be like a post-game meal for you back in the day? 
Yeah, you can't be wolfing down a big steak after a, after a meal that late at night. That's true. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, so I was a huge sandwich guy before Super Sandwich and, and, and after the game. Unless we were going, uh, you know, if you're going to nature place or something like that. But uh, just something that was going to be pretty light and lively. Pretty super cool. Uh, probably no uh, no Hispanic food. Probably not that late. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not going to help you sleep. So, uh, let's some fun. And, and as I'm finding out here on the road, I mean, you're, it's hard to find uh, the, a lot of the quality restaurants that are, that are staying open, you know, late after a game, by the time you get out of the arena and everything. So, a lot of times well, you're, well, you're only getting the sandwich. Well, after either that, or you, you know, you could do, if you're in Chicago, you got to grab a slug, you got to grab a good pizza. Yeah. Slug of pizza, very, very acceptable. I'm with you. All right, man. So you're in Chi Town now. Good deal. Good to hear. Um, I want to know have you got a chance to watch any of uh, Team USA, you know, with the uh, World Basketball Championships? And uh, any thoughts on the loss to Lithuania on Sunday? Uh, but they did bounce back and they, Throttle Italy in the in a medal round game here. Uh, I'm I'm curious your thoughts on the uh, composition of this team. Well, you know they, they talked about how small it is, and which I don't get. They put it together, so uh, I'm not sure whether they're complaining about it or they couldn't find any big guys. I guess in all of America, there's no big guys, so uh, I didn't get the conversation what it meant. But uh, the team is what it is. It's small, uh, guard dominated. So I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I did not know what to make out of that comment. We're a small team. Uh, you made it small, so I, I don't know. What do you What do you make out of that conversation? I, I make it that maybe they went after a couple bigs, and like they went after some other guards and top-tier players, and they said, yeah, I'll pass. I don't want to play. And uh, we'd, we'd rather, you know, spend the last, you know, month of our offseason not, you know, having to train and go overseas and, and, and go through this. Don't want to represent our country. No, nah, we're, we're, we're going to rest. So I think that the talent pool was less than stellar because they got turned down by a dozen a dozen players probably. And then they said, "Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's go small ball. The, the NBA is playing that way anyway, so that's what it is." But when you think about it, I mean, how many quality big American, um, uh, you know, men do we have out there that uh, are, are are good enough to represent the country? I mean, as we've seen the NBA, my friend, we're we're not seeing a whole bunch of bigs out there, and a lot of the bigs are are. From different countries, they're either from Europe or Australia or somewhere else or Asia. Well, it's just a little confusing to me. I'm not sure of the, the pool that they had to uh, draw from, but uh, I would guess, and I'm being very facetious, that there's uh, a couple of bigs that they could have brought in. So. Tell me there's no bigs, uh, preposterous. So, you know, you made up the team. You didn't want any bigs, as far as I can say. And so don't tell me that uh, uh, you're small because uh, you, you picked the team. And didn't like the other countries picked the team. You picked your own team. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's, you know, the smalls that they have are, are good enough to win. So hopefully they can get it done. And your boy's coaching the team. I mean, your boy Steve Kerr is coaching the team. So obviously he had a hand in in selecting, you know, a lot of these guys. I know that they, they scored, uh, you know, 51 points on three-pointers. I know that in the game against Italy uh, today. But live and die by the three, and that's why they lost against Lithuania on on Sunday, so I don't know. I I'm not crazy about this roster. I mean, I look at this roster bill, and I'm going like, uh, this it it's it's less than stellar. It's less than stellar, and I it's too bad because 
I know that you've said before, well, hey, if these guys don't want to play, they don't have to play. Everyone has a choice. I get that. But you it's just so different now the the you know, how we're representing our national team with guys that I mean that aren't even all stars. I mean, you go from you know the dream team to to this. I mean, Halliburton's a nice player. Some of these guys are nice players, but they're they're not you know national team players. Most of them aren't. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't call it. And let me ask you a question: How important are these games? See, and that's I mean, they, that's the thing are too. They, Obviously, are they, are, they, are, they, are they very important? Well, you would think anytime you put on the red, white, and blue for your country, it would be, and it's called a world basketball championship. You sure would think so, right? But you're right. In, in today's day and age, in the grand scheme of things, probably not. I mean, these guys probably think a a, a regular season NBA game in November is, is is more important than this. And and I know that's not everybody, but it just with the kind of lack of media attention and then the lack of of star power that consists Team USA, it just it kind of makes you think like, okay, you go to Steph Curry. Steph, you want to play? Nah, not really. Why? Well, it's not important to him. So it's not important to him. It's not important to a lot of these other guys. So like, maybe it's not important. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'd rather just get some rest and go to and go hang out in, uh, in Vegas, watch the Aces game. I don't know, but but you do know that the NBA is represented now by over 120 players in in 40 countries. True. Yep. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it too. It's like uh, these guys are part of us now, so uh, it's not that big of a deal. So I'm not sure. I can't call it. Does Does USA win this tournament? They should. They should win it. They still have. They still have more talent. It's just got to get down to playing and uh, uh, and just use their guys up. Uh, they play uh, a, a bigger team. They're going to have an issue because they can't stop anybody. They they, they couldn't find any bigs to throw on the roster. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I mean Ser- Serbia may give them a, a problem. Even though I know Jokic isn't playing, can you imagine if Jokic was playing? And I guess you know that the Americans have kind of rubbed off on him a little bit. It's like, nah. And he's the first time he hasn't played for his national team. It's like, man, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, we can all know. I don't know if these guys. Uh, you know, Jokic. You know, this kind of kind of a break. I mean, the guy had a long season. Yeah. So, and they want to get go back and win a championship, which is what that's all about. So. Uh, he wants to be able to salvage what's left of his summer and get himself ready to win again. So we'll get him a break. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, I still think basketball is a sport of positions. And to not be able to find uh, bigs to fulfill a rebody position uh, a big who's a defender who can uh, protect the basket. Uh, you know, I'm still a believer in, in guys that are just primary ball handlers and uh, guys who can who can just guard. And uh, instead of just saying that, well, this guy's a good three point shooter. Everybody, I got a three point shooting team. Everybody. Uh, so. You know, so uh, as you know, I don't get that, but uh, uh, it's just going to have to live with what we got, and hopefully it's good enough. All right. The big seven footer, big Bill Cartwright, uh, join us, talk a little world basketball championships. Uh, the United States lost on Sunday, but they beat Italy today. They're in the medal round, and they were. Uh, they will play in the uh, semifinals coming up here in a couple of days, and uh, this tournament will conclude over the weekend. We'll see if uh, Team USA can bring home a gold medal here. All right, man, let's uh, change gears a little bit here. As The calendar is switched over to September, which means football season. I know you're a big football guy. Uh, I don't know how much hope you really have uh, for your Dallas Cowboys because we know that you're a big, a big Cowboy fan here. So, uh, how are you feeling about them? I feel great. I think they have an opportunity to do something fun. 
Uh, I don't like the fact that they've got to start their season on the road against a uh, conference opponent. But um, what do you got to love about the Cowboys? Yeah, and, and as you know, people either, more than any other team, maybe in sports, they either love them or they hate them. And it just it just humors me to no end uh, with 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 the hate that they're, they're they're so emotional. Um, people check their scores of their team to see if they won, and then they go check the Cowboys score. <laughs> so it's just really humorous to me that uh, um, people are so emotional about the Cowboys. But I I. I like the Cowboys. I like them because every single year they try to win. They try to get to the playoffs. They never say, look, we're going to take this year off. Uh, we're rebuilding. They never say that. They try to win every year. And I have a strong appreciation for that. I have a strong appreciation for that organization and their intent. Uh, they've entertained us constantly over the years, good and bad. And, um, you know, let's face it, the Cowboys have known for always being, being the innovative, doing something that nobody else has done. So, uh, I've always liked that. And, uh, that's, that's, that's why I'm the Cowboys guy. Yeah, but you can say the exact same thing about the Yankees. People don't like the Cowboys. People don't like the Yankees. Heck, uh, you know, when you were playing, nobody liked the Celtics for all those championships that they won, you know, prior. I mean, that's, yeah, that's just human nature. I'm not uh, sure that I agree with it, but that's just, that's just fans. Well, I, I, well let's think about it. Well, let's think about it. I mean, the Cowboys, uh, offensively, the Cowboys are the first teams that, uh, what I loved about them, the Cowboys would throw on first down. The Cowboys would go out of the shotgun. The Cowboys would throw their tight end. The Cowboys were different, and that's that's when I was a kid. That's what I appreciated. I, I used to hate the way football was played: first down run, second down run, third down pass. And that's why I've always um, appreciated them. Unlike the Yankees, that just buy every single great player and uh, try to make a team. Uh, I'm, I'm not looking for the drama. I'm just looking for the fact that they're they're different. I, I, well, I think, I think you were attracted to the Cowboys, uh, when you were a youngster because, uh, they were the only team that wear white at home. They'd wear white all the time. And you liked that because they were different. Yeah, there was, there was just a different team. And, and man, they had stars, you know. I mean, they used to remember Bullet Bob Hayes. Yeah. I mean, they, those kids had, those kids had personality. They were, they were like, Guys that we could hang around with, but they were uh, they were a little bit crazy, and uh, you know you could just really relate to them. So, so let me ask you this: Speaking of this, okay, um, as a as a former athlete, we know that just because you're an athlete, a championship athlete, superstar, all that stuff, you still kind of you know get uh, a little excited when you meet another. Uh, star from another sport, or I've noticed that, you know, athletes love meeting musicians. And just like as much as musicians or actors love meeting athletes, for you, who was that cross sport guy that you were really excited to meet and got an opportunity to meet, you know, during your playing career or after your playing career? Well, um, I mean, probably the most thrilling guy I've ever met when I was in New York. And I was doing it. I was doing an event, some kind of running event that I had no business being there. And I was there. I'm not a cross country guy. <laughs> um, but uh, I walk in a room, and in that room sat Willie Mays. Willie Mays and I were in a room by ourselves for one hour. And I can promise you, I grilled him. <laughs> I grilled him on every single thing. About playing in New York and what he loved, and I tell you what, that guy was awesome. He was absolutely awesome. Just being able to talk to him, and you know, just guys that I grew up with. And I was fortunate enough when I was in um, um, at a basketball camp in Oregon, and Cream happened to be there. And it's just me and Cream, and you know, and I'm I'm growing them again. We're talking about uh, 
you know, where he played in New York and talked about his hook and his family and uh, just everything. And he, he couldn't have been nicer or, or, or better. And it was and just to be able to have those times together, uh, to be able for me, uh, to be able to talk to artist Gilmore, to talk about his career, um, it's just it's just more really wonderful. But all the guys that I grew up with watching, and uh, you know, guys that are on posters on my wall, uh, those kind of guys. And also, I can remember I went to San Francisco and I was able to get into the clubhouse where you used to be able to do that. And I talked to Bobby Bonds oh, for yeah. about twenty minutes. <laughs> And Bobby Bonds gave me two bats. One of them I still have. Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. He couldn't have been nicer. Hung around the uh, clubhouse. So just those guys that 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 you know that that I grew up with, and you know can tell stories about it. We still have one of those guys around, of course. Yeah, you visit them all the time. It's Mr. Dusty Baker, who was like one of our heroes growing up. I mean, he was bigger than big. Yep. Um, when I was young, you know, he's obviously older than me, but I played against his brother Vic in basketball. Um, so just to be able to have that connection... Uh, with those guys, and Dusty has always been wonderful to me. Um, even though I did have to reciprocate with him with tickets. Yeah, I was going to say that, right? For the Bulls, <laughs> uh, which was there. It was a lot of tickets too. I was going to say, how many? Did, how many did he ask for again? A lot. a lot, and it probably wasn't even for him because he's wow. you know somebody asked him if he can get him, and you know, okay, and. Yeah, I'm not going to go here. You guys go, and there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. And, and Dusty's like the Pope. It's like when he asks him something, yeah, you better just try to get it for him. There you go, man. There you go. That's awesome. Hey, Willie May, seriously, man, that's 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 great. I mean, like you said, you're grilling him for about an hour. What a conversation I can imagine that would be. And then Bobby Bonds, the same thing. I mean, that's, that's cool stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, those guys couldn't have been nicer to me and, you know, told me some great stories. And you got a real feel for, you know, the time and, and when they were playing and uh, how they grew up, and which is just every single thing that I would want to know from them. Yeah. You know, uh, the first, first, when I was a kid, I think I was like seven or eight years old, and I used to you know, write to teams and say, Hey, can I get an autograph, you know, picture and that sort of thing. And the very first one that I got back in the mail was Willie Mays personally, personally signed to me with his signature. And I still have it. And then the second one that I got, and I still have this one as well too, Hank Aaron. I remember writing, writing to the Atlanta Braves and the San Francisco Giants when I was a kid. And back in those days, those guys, they would actually do the, this, this sort of thing. You know, they would actually get the autograph picture and they would, they would sign it to your name and, and, you know, with, with like a blue ink pen, you know, nothing that was, uh, you know, stocked or, you know, this was the real deal. And I still have those things. And it just goes to show you, like, when you're a kid, you love that stuff, but you really don't think about the future. Remember the bulletin boards? I'm sure you had a bulletin board in your room like I did. I've got about 14 thumbtacks in my Willie Mays autograph picture as I do my Hank Aaron picture. And it's just like whole, whole holes all over it. Just like like the the baseball cards that I used to collect uh, you know, go to the store and get the bubble gun. I, I, I would, I would use those same bubble cards and put them on our bicycle spokes on my Schwinn bicycle, because you know they make that great sound. Go, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And then people go, oh, what, what were you doing? Well, I was like eight years old, and that's what we did back then. You know, we weren't thinking about, oh, get them framed. Are they going to be worth, you know, a hundred thousand dollars? We weren't thinking like that. But, but again, back to the point of the story is. You're sitting there talking to these guys, and you know we get a chance to to meet these guys, you know, later on in life, 
And then, um, yeah, but as a kid, it's so impressionable. And these guys, they, they were totally fine with autographs. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've met rare few exceptions of guys who aren't just good guys. Just aren't really super-duper good guys. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, and that's boxers, too, because I've met Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser, uh, great guys. Uh, I think I was telling you that even when I met Howard Cosell, uh, who, who was calling me Seth most of the time. <laughs> um, Seth Cartwright. Yeah, he was calling me Seth. Yeah. And, I, you know, he may have, you know, had maybe a, maybe a sip or two. But uh, he was awesome. <laughs> he was awesome. You know, most most athletes are just pretty amazing people, and they they have their story and they're willing to tell it. Uh, um, you know, I think it's just being able to be fortunate to be able to be in a situation to uh, have them uh, talk about it, and uh, most of them are just willing to share. So it's it's just really super cool. Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, man. We we went off a little beaten path today, but uh, good uh, good stories, good reminiscing right there. All right, my friend. We'll let you get back to it. Uh, enjoy uh, Chi Town in September. Fun stuff. Good weather, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully the Giants can win a game and beat the Cubs and maybe get back in this race. Uh, there you go. Are you going, man? You going to Wrigley? Nah, I'm not going. <laughs> You just go to have the Vienna hot dog. That's what you do. You go over to Murphy's, man. And that, that's what you do. Come on, man. No, I can't do it. You forgot. You were just down there. You know what the traffic's about. Come on now. Oh, it's true. I mean, I, 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 I did. I, I talked to my, my driver. I said, how is it? How long is it from my hotel to Froggy's? And he put it in. He goes... Uh, be an hour and seven minutes. I go, sorry, I'm passing on froggies. Hour and seven. Yeah, and that's probably decent traffic. Yeah. Well, Numchuck, you, the, the last time we it had... Was like 48 and a half minutes or something like that. Yeah. But then, yeah, but that was... But that was without traffic. Thank and, you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was going to go. I wanted to go. But anyway, like, uh, I, I got to wait for you anyway. You know, like I said, I got... I, because I'm, I'm, I'm in and the froggies pretty much every day of this week. I'm going tomorrow, so I'm going to... I'm going to text you some uh, Virginia soup. Yes. So, you yes. know, the good thing is, please. please. I, saw, I was watching the the Sky game yesterday. Yeah. They said they had the playoffs if they were t- to be today. Eight seed. Eight seed is who? Chicago, Chicago Sky. Sky. I guess the number one seed. Number one seed, Las Vegas. That's right. You're going to Chicago. N- probably not. You know why? Because it's best two out of three. The first two games are here. We're not losing to the Sky. Oh, true. You know, that would be a third and deciding game, which I'd be totally fine with, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Two trips to Chicago this summer. That was fine. I'm good. All right, brother. Appreciate the time as always, man. Be cool. We'll talk to you later. And let's send out with little Johnny Guitar Watson. And and, and again, and I want to thank you for participating in the Songfest. Now, I don't know how much you got a chance to listen, but um, we're trying to crown an MVP today with their DJ skills and their song selection skills. Uh, I don't know. Give me your best case for you being the MVP of the Songfest show. This is like universal. <laughs> talks about people. Talks about what people are living. We throw some sports in there. What else do you want? Oh, good stuff. You know, I just want to let you know that Becky Hammond, um, you know, she participated as well. And so she asked me after the show was over, I saw her at the arena, and she goes, hey, what were some of the other guys' songs? And, you know, who else was good? And I said, well, I said, the big seven-footer came pretty strong. She goes, what did he come with? I said, Johnny Guitar Watson. And she goes, wow. She goes, she goes, I'm not hating that at all. She goes, as a matter of fact, she goes, I think I might be saying that a little bit later tonight. <laughs> True story. Ain't that a bitch. So there you go. You resonated with our coach, man. That's right. That's, that's what Johnny Guitar does. That's it. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Uh, I want pictures of uh, French onion soup tomorrow.
Computers. There it is. I'll say one thing. I give Seven Footer a bad time a lot about some of his music choices. But this is when we're on the same page. Johnny Guitar Watson. B Sal. He knows a little thing or two about music. We'll talk to him next. And Raiders news coming up. Raiders get ready for the Broncos. And you know what Chandler Jones is saying today? This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning into the T.C. Martin Show. Back out of here on this Tuesday after Labor Day, getting ready for the NFL week number one. Thursday night, it all happens with Kansas City taking on Detroit. And then, of course, full slate of games on Sunday. College football starts cranking this week. UNLV 1-0. Congratulations, Barry Odom, getting his first victory as UNLV head coach over Bryant on Saturday, 44-14. Now you go to Michigan. Go to work. Wow. All right. We got Raiders news to talk about, and who else to do it better with than our good friend Brian Salmon over at News 3. What's going on, player? Well, I go to work, player. That's what I do like a doctor. <laughs> Kumo D. Too, man. Hey, it's just nonstop funk, brother. Nonstop funk. Which, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Which, 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 so what happened, B-Sal? I mean, I, I sent out the blast for you to join the song fest. I don't hear from you. I get crickets. I'm posting on various forms of social media that you and I, you know, are on the same platforms engaging on. I don't, I text you personally. What happened, man? No, I know. Like, when do I not respond to your text? Like, I, 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 got, I didn't see it. Like, I've been, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't see it. Sometimes, I don't know, my phone acts stupid and, I saw it today when you texted me today, and I looked back and I saw that I had a long message from you that I didn't even reply to. I'm like, oh, like I must have missed something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I had a, 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 I don't say a long, but decently long weekend. I mean, my daughter just had her eighth birthday, so I've been running all over the place. It's been kind of, kind of hectic for me, but still, no excuse, man. It's not like I ignore your text messages, you know. No, I mean? it's okay. Never- I always want to include you. I want to include you on that. And like I said, so yeah, another fun show, good stuff. I was just kind of curious what you would have gone with this year. You know what? I, I, I thought about that. Like after I texted you today, what I would have gone with. Um, I mean, I, I really don't. Right now, like I've really been on a Michael Jackson kick. Ooh, I just heard the, like it. the uh, promo that you just ran, but um, a song by Michael Jackson called I Can't Help It. I've been playing the heck out of that song. That's like one of my favorite songs, the Off the Wall album. I know it. Yeah, that's 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 money. Yeah, love it. That's one of my yeah. That's one of my joints, man. Like I like I play that song often to my daughters. Um, that song, and you know what song really I've been playing a ton in my car to my daughters is "Take On Me" by Aha. Oh, really? That's that that's a little different, but uh, that's an eighties uh, blast from the past. But nah. Uh, it is an 80s song, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. I, I love Michael Jackson. I mean, I, lo- I love that whole oh, off-the-wall album. There you go. We got it for you right now. Yeah. Go ahead, B-Sal. Hit the high note. Go ahead. I can't turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Running often through my mind. Too funny, man. Too funny. Like a baby. All right, oh, man. Oh. We got to talk about what's going on. Get into it. I know. It's about, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we do here. You know how it is. Uh, the breaking news. We got a couple breaking news stories with the Raiders today. I don't know how closely you're following this or you have an off day, but uh, Jimmy G gets a restructured deal from the Raiders. Raiders create $17 million in uh, cap space for this season by reworking Jimmy Garoppolo's deal. So that's interesting. And we'll have to see if uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, wh- you know, which version of Jimmy Garoppolo we are going to see. I personally believe that he's going to have a great season. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner and, uh, I can, I, I can hardly wait to see him to, to see how things go here. So I don't think, uh, you know, he gets a, like a, a lot of undue, unfair blame for his injuries and that sort of thing. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious. Let's just say in that opening week game, I'm very curious. You know, in Denver with the Sean Payton, you know, new look team. What are we going to see from Russell Wilson? Was was that really just the mulligan last year? Changing organizations from Seattle to Denver, and then Nathaniel Hackett being there, and now it's Sean Payton. So I don't know. What is your quick take on on that matchup this weekend, Bissell? It's a huge game, right? A huge game. Like right out of the gates, you're playing a divisional rival, <laughs> a divisional rival on the road, new quarterback, and then as you said, new system, new head coach with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. I think it's a mulligan. I think he's going to be far improved. How could you not beat Rashawn Payton and what he's his track record? Man, he knows what he's doing. So I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a good game. Jimmy G, and he's a winner. I mean, whatever you can say about him, one thing you can't call him is a loser. You can definitely call him a winner because he's, you know, he's got a couple Super Bowls. He played in San Francisco and took them to the Super Bowl. People scream, "It's all defense! It's all defense!" But it, he wasn't, he wasn't Jared Goff when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. He wasn't Trent Dilfer when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, he was a better quarterback than those guys, even though he kind of underperformed in the Super Bowl. Still, he played well enough to get them there. So, I think that he's going to have a good season as well. I think the Raiders must, must get out of the gate pretty strong. I almost think it's like a must-win game in order to, to, um, to ramp up the excitement with the organization. You know what I mean? Because, McDaniels was terrible last year. I just, you know, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think he showed well in season one. And, you know, all the contract talks with Josh Jacobs, they finally brought him back. They brought in Jimmy G. They got rid of Derek Carr, whom, you know, he must have been the problem, so to speak. He wasn't, but, you know, that's almost the way he was painted. So with Garoppolo, I think he plays well. And I think they, they need, the Raiders need to get a win, in my opinion, man, to ramp up some excitement in the city. We're a title town, baby. Well, well, you're not Titletown. That's Green Bay, Wisconsin, okay? Population 103,000, Brian Salmon. Get it right. Come on. How about Titletown, Wisconsin? Go! Go! Oh, wow. Titletown, USA. Right on on cue. All right, man. So I'm sure you heard the other breaking news today with Chandler Jones. I mean, this is a weird story. I mean... You know, we got the Josh Jacobs tweets when he was holding out and, you know, the Antonio Brown tweets when he was going through that nonsense when he was a, a member of the Raiders. And now you're yeah. getting ready for opening day and Chandler Jones is dropping tweets and and he's saying, F it, I don't want to play for the Raiders. If that's my head coach or GM, I want Patrick Graham. And he's using some language that I'm not going to use. Um, he's upset because they won't let him in the building. He tried to, to work out, uh, yesterday and, uh, this thing is just getting ugly. So he made these posts, they were deleted, but of course, you know, that doesn't mean anything because people took screenshots and and it's all out there right now. But, uh, I don't know where this came from, man, you know, but now we see that, uh, Chandler Jones wrote a, a letter, right? And he's, just kind of venting his frustrations with uh, a lot of things in the Raiders organization. He hasn't really been vocal about this up until this point in time. So I don't know how closely B. Sal, you and your news three crew are following, following this or, or what you've, uh, um, you know, heard about it, but to, give me some takes here. Wow. First of all, wow. Well, I do know that I've heard, I've heard rumblings within the Raiders organization of how, you know, McDaniels has instituted the Patriot way, so to speak. And players do not like the Patriot way, you know, especially if you don't have six Super Bowls to back it. Right. right? So, right. and I covered Chandler Jones in Boston his first couple of years when uh, he played for the Patriots. I was there when he had his incident where it's almost, I think he was, he was smoking, uh, uh, cosmetic marijuana or something like that and had like an episode. So I, I, I definitely feel that, um, the Patriot way has worn thin on him. Now, as far as the tweets are concerned and, you know, not keeping everything in house, that's never a good thing. You know, like I know, like that's never a good thing to, to get things out of house and to kind of go off. Um, I'm getting ready to do some digging on that whole situation right now because, I've been boxing all day and just 
I'm just now getting into work. I'm literally pulling into the, the gate right now. So that's, oh, that's, that's never a good thing, man. That, you know, you got like a player like that who's one of your, your, your key members of the team going off with organization and your head coach specifically and even the GM right before the beginning of the season. Uh, here, at the timing of it, couldn't be any worse. Exactly. And again, you know, he's only been here one year. He's, he hasn't even coached a, a regular season game in year two. And there's just been drama. Now, whether it's on McDaniel's end or whether it's the players just, you know, not being receptive to what he wants to do, like you said, not being part of the Patriot way, or, or again, maybe these are just, you know, the modern day age player. They don't like to be told what to do. They want to have a voice. I mean, you go back to Derek Carr. Okay. Now Carr claimed there was a lack of freedom at the line of scrimmage that, that he had. You know, he had the benching by, Josh McDaniels and the Raider organization at the end of the year because, well, they didn't want to be on the hook for all that money if he got hurt. Darren Waller, a guy that you and I both, you know, know very well and, and like and respect and those trade rumors, the, the wedding, you oh, know, the wedding problems yeah. that went through, um, you know, Devontae Adams, the lack of input that he had talked about, um, you know, not being able to talk about you know, the quarterback replacing Derek Carr, not seeing eye to eye in the front office. Josh Jacobs, you know, the problems with the uh, negotiations and, and all of that kind of stuff. And now it's Chandler Jones. I mean, I, uh, a, that's, a lot, that's a long list. I mean, a 50, yeah, you know, and Chandler Jones, what, he got a $51 million contract last year, right? Now he's complained yeah. that he was locked out of the facility. He accused McDaniels and Ziegler of talking to his former, um, mother of his baby behind his back. I mean, this is just wow. seems like a bunch of nonsense. And as a head coach, and, and you don't want to have to have this. You know, un, un, under your roof, especially before opening day. And it's crazy. But I'll say this before I let you respond. Here's a, a lot of people don't realize. Okay. There is this period for this weekend. As we know, the, the, the teams do not play that fourth regular or that a preseason game and they have that extended yeah. period of time off being the holiday and be being that, you know, the beginning of, of the season. Uh, the regular season starting. All right. They basically have like a three day mandatory. Um, I don't want to say call it a lockdown where there's no practices. Now players can usually go into the facility on their own, but because with a uh, collective bargaining agreement, there's this three day, you know, window. It's, it's like Saturday, uh, Sunday and, 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 and Monday usually, or it could be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, that there's just, there's no team activities because they want everyone healthy and rested. Obviously, there were teams yeah. that practiced yesterday. Okay. The Chiefs and the Lions practice because they have a Thursday game. I know the Rams practice. There's a couple of the teams that practice, but for the most part, it was Labor Day, off day. Hey, we're, we're, we're going to start our week on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. So for Chandler Jones not to be able to get in the building, I mean, he knew going into it that, okay, that's not going to be open, you know, for the team, you know, in general, there's not going to be any practices. So I guess he's been yeah. out of shape because they wouldn't even let him uh, into work out. And he goes on to say, Oh, well, for a guy that, you know, and I don't know why he says this, I have 112 sacks. I've got to go to a, a public workout place to go get a workout in, and I can't work out of my own facility. So anyway, th yeah. th those are all issues that are out there right now. Yeah. I mean, as you, you, you went down the list of things, like I almost forgot about the whole Devontae Adams deal and, um, Darren Waller's deal and how I remember doing the interview with him. You remember you were right there. Yep. The fact that he said that, you know, he got traded two days after his wedding. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Like just how that whole thing went about. And then the Derek Carr situation, regardless of whether or not you wanted him on the team or didn't want him on the team as part of Raider Nation or whatever. Just the way that he was benched and and sent packing was just somewhat odd, you know. Um, it, 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 I'll say this again: the fact that you know that Josh Daniels is coming in with the Patriot way, and he doesn't have the six Super Bowls behind him, and you're asking professionals to buy in, 
which is what you're doing, you know, you, you know, you, you made the, the game not fun, so to speak, and just, you know, crazy business and thinking it's going to work, but you don't have the results backing you and players, they'll, they'll listen for a while, but if they see what you're doing is doesn't work or isn't making any sense, then you're going to lose the team. So like say they, if they didn't play well this season, I would guarantee you they he loses the team. But whether or not he would end up getting let go would, would be something to be desired. Because you know Mark Davis, I can't imagine he's going to want to get rid of a coach after two years. But with all that being said, it's not good to have this kind of controversy and all this going into your second season, and you didn't do anything in the first season other than take a playoff team and turn it into not a playoff team. All right, B. Sal. We'll, uh, we'll continue to follow this. Uh, watch Brian Salmon, Jesse Merrick, News 3. We'll have more on this uh, tonight and throughout the week. Brother, appreciate you as always. Um, we're going to send you out with your new favorite song. There it is. Here's what we do. We play, we play requests here. All right. I want to thank the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, for joining us today. We had terrible Tuesday takes, and of course, in hour number one, Steve Berline, the quarterback, he joined us. We talked Raiders, Broncos, week one NFL. We'll have more of that continuing on this week. Tomorrow, join us. Trevor Maddich will join us. We'll talk college football. And my girl, Gigi Spear, who covers the New York Liberty, the Giants, and the Jets from New York. She's going to join us tomorrow, and then Chuck Esposito from Red Rock, too as we work our way towards week one of the NFL. And don't forget, Thursday we'll be at the Westgate Las Vegas for opening night for the Chiefs and the Lions. So join us 2 to 4 p.m. And then Friday I'll be in Phoenix with the Aces. Peace out. Love you, man. Take care. We'll catch you later. In this day part of the show, you know where to go. TCBartShow.com. We're back at it again tomorrow for a wild Wednesday.